keep talking about the Wookiees who are being destroyed by the Separatists yes. as we speak. Yes. Who will go save the Wookiees? Yes, I, I, I will say I won't. You what have they done for the me? Wookie? They've done well, nothing for me. What am I when I go save them? <laughs> Wookiees are scary, man. Time travelers to Dorky and Desperate. The best place for all things fantasy and sci-fi. My name is Jason. And I'm Travis. Travis, what episode does the crystal crystal ball say we are on today? Well, my crystal ball broke in the tavern brawl last night, so I'll have to do this with my fingies. Now Ooh, let's see fingies. here. Three carry the five. Divide by zero. I think we're on one, episode one. <laughs> wow, how many fingers did that take to figure out? At least one. <laughs> okay, great, great answer. <laughs> now, what are we going to be covering today for our inaugural episode of Dorky and Desperate? A favorite of mine, hopefully yours too, the Halo show that just got released. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. So. Alright, the Halo episode. Yeah, what is it? Episode one? I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, hold on. Carry the. Oh, yeah, no, one. No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that's fair. Yeah, so uh, today what we're going to do with covering the Halo episode one, uh, which I don't remember the name for it, do you? The name for the first episode? No. I do not. Uh, if you had to we'll come edit that up, in post. If you had to come up with a name for the episode, what would you name it? Halo. <laughs> it's a trip. <laughs> that's, that's fair. I would name the episode Halo. Drugs are bad. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, we, I can discuss that. we can discuss that later on about the actual show, but I don't know. I feel like they got a blessing with that. Do you? I feel like everything... <laughs> after after drugs were introduced, everything went bad. But do you think that they really knew things were going bad? Or do they think it was just like a bad trip? Like, yeah, a very bad trip. What like if... A, like, they, they, they don't even know that they actually died, really. Yeah. Like, they probably thought it was just a bad trip, but they're going to wake up any second now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it was all just a bad trip. Um, so, we're going to divide this into two parts. We're going to have our non-spoiler section, and then we're going to have our spoiler... Spoiler. Spoiler. Uh, section for the show. Um, and starting out with the non-spoiler over here, Travis, uh, if you had to describe the episode in three words, or less... What would they be and why? And you can't use it to trip. No! <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> Surpassed my expectations. Wow. Um, I would say... <clears throat> average... Hmm, what's a good second word? Uh, graphic? And... Confused. 
That's understandable. Understandable. So why would you? Why did you pick those words? For let's be real. When stuff is made out of a video game into like basically anything that's made into a, a movie or show from a video game, often more often than not is not very good. Mm-hmm. So you guys you probably don't even remember the World of Warcraft movie. Like, I love that movie. You love that movie. This, I love this that is the movie. wrong audience that no, no, that I, I understand it's an objectively bad movie, but I personally love that mm-hmm. movie. Like, it is very hard to adapt stuff from uh, different genres, essentially. Like, even, like, cartoon to live action. Like, Dragon Ball. Ooh. Who remembers the action Dragon Ball? Ooh, that was rough. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Cowboy Bebop. A lot of people did not like it. I've never watched it, so I cannot actually say whether it was good or not. Okay. But. Yeah, I'm the minority that likes it. That, yep. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So, did... Okay. Uh, that's fair. I... So, I chose my words because I feel like this show um, you know you write about like the video games and like it's hard to adapt them although I would say that if you haven't seen the show you need to watch it um, the League of Legends show what was that one called Arcane Arcane yeah I wanted to call it switch for some reason but Arcane <laughs> is an incredible adaptation of a video game. Probably one of the best ones I've seen in a long time. I want to reveal, though, I didn't notice any game stuff from the show (laughs) that much. Well, the characters are in it. I mean, I don't play League of Legends. I think only the main character might might be the only character. No, no, I'm pretty sure they're There might be one or... No, I I don't feel like they are. Okay, well, listeners, tell us which one's wrong. Yeah. Like, comment... And, And why it's Travis. Uh, <laughs> you don't have to like our video if you tell me Jason's wrong. <laughs> um, Audio. This is not video. You will not see our handsome faces. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought it was... It wasn't bad, mm-hmm. but I didn't think it was amazing. It wasn't where I wanted it to be. Like, mm-hmm. my 13-year-old self, I remember, like, when, like, the trailers... For, like the Halo uh, games were coming out you know there was like one where it was this crazy diorama of like a huge battle going on and you see like the brutes the elites the humans they're all it's all craziness they're explosions and then you see mm-hmm. a, a big brute holding yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the Master Chief uh-huh. you remember that yeah commercial? I remember that I remember and that and the Master Chief like looks up and it says believe yes, on it. yes. like that to this day, that commercial uh-huh. still gives me chills. I'm like, that's awesome. That's cool. What that's the standard of of what I want from a Halo show is to have that kind of feel and inspiration from it. I did not get that from this at all. I thought this was average television, which is sad because what I think I remember hearing is it had like a ninety million dollar budget. Yeah. Or something like that. It was pretty big budget. And mm-hmm. I've seen better shows with much smaller budgets. Yes, yes. Um, so that's why I chose average for it. Um, but I'll kind of explain some of the others as we go along. Um, but first of all, what did you like about the show? I like. I actually liked how um, it started. Mm-hmm. I was not expecting the start 
um, I was kind of confused at first uh, what was going on. Because you don't really see... Um, it basically starts off with rebels to the human government, I guess? Yeah. I don't know exactly how you would talk about it. So, like... So, um... They're... How familiar are you with the, like, lore of Halo? Pretty familiar. I just don't know how to, like... What exactly... It's not even, like, the government at this point, right? I think, like, the UNSC has assumed control of the government by now. I think the UNSC is, like, the military branch of the government. Which has all the power now, I believe. Yeah, I think so. And so these... Rebels, or innies, as they're often called, it focuses on them for the first few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get into the details of that in the um, spoiler section, but you're right. The overall starting place is from the perspective of uh, these, I don't know, whatever you want to call I think they're like outer world colonies is what they are. Yeah. Basically, yeah. the outer world colonies don't like the inner world. Yada, yeah. yada, yada. This is like standard sci-fi <laughs> stuff. Star Wars does it. Yes, and, and that's that's my that's my problem with this show, is it just all felt very generic. Uh, the female lead in that show, I think her name's Quan, um, she felt very generic to me uh, when I was watching she also didn't get... She didn't really drive the story. I feel like she was there for the story, for the most part. She was a catalyst for the story. Uh, and then um, she was, like, not really... More of, like, a witness to the story for maybe, like, the first half. And then I would say towards, like, the second half, um, she started to have, like, more... Um, influence over the plot and started to drive the plot more just because of her interactions with other characters kind of thing um but what else did you like about the show was there anything i i did so i did like how they displayed the rebels innies um i also liked just seeing stuff and live action is something that I all, I really like to see in stuff. Like Halo, you don't really have a lot of live action stuff with Halo. Yeah. And if it was, I think it was all on Earth or like a training ground for the show or the movie or whatever it was called. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember what the... So there was... Do you remember the director of those like short little films that yeah. they did? Mm-hmm. It was Neil Blomkamp. I think I'm saying it's right. I, I apologize if I'm butchering his name. Neil Blomkamp was the guy who directed like way back in the day right like some some of these some of you kids out there may not even remember this stuff uh or weren't old enough to remember but uh the neil blomkamp like i remember i think it was for halo 3 um they did like a prequel to the video game where it was like the marines were trying Mm -hmm. to trace where the master chief was landing and that was incredible Mm -hmm. like that you it felt Gritty, it felt visceral. You felt like everybody was in danger, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like the way that the uh, Covenant interacted with the Marines was really interesting to watch. Yes. Um, I did not get that vibe when I got this. Um, it felt a little bit more uh, cartoony to okay. me. Yeah. With I can. Yeah. There was one scene um, that made me think 
that really drew me out of the show, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I think you might know I, what it is. I think I do, and we'll, yeah. we'll talk about yeah. that. Yeah. Remind yeah. me to talk about that. Yeah. Spoiler. yeah. But I think I know what you're talking about with that. Um, I, I liked how it was very gory, much gorier than I thought it would be, right? Mm-hmm. And I was surprised, because especially on Paramount Plus, I was not expecting that. Especially right off the bat, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, things start up pretty quickly in this show. And it escalated. Yeah, and it escalated. I was I was actually kind of impressed that they went there with that. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they would do that. I thought this would be, like, more PG-13, but some of the shots that I saw did not... Maybe mm-hmm. it was rated that. I don't know. I didn't look at the rating, but... I was like, okay, I'm impressed with that. I actually really liked the introduction of how they introduced uh, the characters that lived in that, I think it was a yeah. mining town. Um, it was a water extraction planet yeah. that they all extracted water from the ground, apparently. And it wasn't water, it was uh, deuterium, I think is what oh, it was, it was called. Yeah, it was deuterium. But, so I really liked that stuff. There's not a lot of stuff that I, I hated or didn't like. I mean, there were some things, but nothing that really stood out to me. Everything just kind of felt generic to me. Oh, one thing that, uh, this shouldn't be a spoiler because it was all over the news, but if it is, then... Just come, wait 15 seconds. Yeah, wait 15 seconds. Steve Downs didn't do the voice of the Master Chief. Interesting. Yeah. Did you catch that? No. Who's <laughs> Steve Downs? <laughs> Steve Downs is the voice of the Master Chief. Another 15 seconds. <laughs> okay. Really? I do... I, I don't... I don't... See, I'm terrible with names. Like, I had to look at a cheat sheet to make sure that I knew who the girl's name was. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, did, you, did you notice that it was a different voice? I did notice it was a different voice. What did you think about that? It's, so there's a, this is an entirely side tangent, but there's a lot of outcry already in the voice acting community about people like Chris Pratt playing Mario or uh-huh. stuff like that. Like, why are you getting these kind of actors when you have voice actors specifically for a thing? Which I can understand. I don't think it really takes away from him, though. Like, it might be jarring at first to not he- hear the Master Chief voice you've heard all this time, but I got over it pretty quickly, honestly. Yeah, I thought the decision not to do his voice was interesting. I can understand the reason why they wouldn't want to do Steve Down's voice for it, but I also think that has been the only voice. This is different than something like Batman, right? Yeah. Like, Batman, you've had multiple voice mm-hmm. actors do it over the years. Steve Downs has been the voice of the Master Chief since the game first game came out, which I don't even know. Two thousand one, I think, or earlier. Yeah, yeah, a long, long time it ago. It launched with Xbox. The original Xbox. Yeah. So whenever that got released. Right. And so I did find it interesting, but ultimately not too impactful. Mm-hmm. And it I think had I done it, I would have had Steve Downs do it or maybe have him cameo on as another Spartan. Uh, that could still happen for all yeah. we know. I don't know. I would love to hear a Steve Downs cameo for the show, though. Turns out this is not even the Master Chief we know. 
and then the actual Master Chief we know has Steam oh. voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you hear, or you hear kind of like, uh, in game on your left, like, Steve saying, I need a weapon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but you, like, have to, like, you know, go back and, and like, Or it's just like a sounds. Marine saying that, like, I need a weapon in Steve's voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be great, actually. I would love that. But definitely give Steve Downs uh, some sort of cameo in this if you're not going to have him be the main voice for the Master Chief. Mm-hmm. But the other thing that we should probably talk about that's a big thing that I've been hearing about is the whole Silver Timeline. Yeah. Did you hear about that? I read that it was the Silver Timeline. I just assumed that meant alternate branches of reality kind of thing. Yeah, that's what I assume too. Does, does that bother you? No. Honestly, I like, I often like stuff going against the, like, for What If, for Marvel, was, I loved the idea of that. And this is essentially one very long episode of What If for Halo, because there, I think there was stuff that wasn't quite adding up, which I would talk about later in the show. Yeah, yeah. So, it makes sense, because, did you catch any of the, never mind. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about it in spoilers. I actually, I don't mind it either. I, I think like when you're adapting a first-person shooter into a TV show, you know, first-person shooters are mainly you just killing aliens, mm-hmm. and then with the occasional dialogue, yeah, <laughs> thrown in there. That that can't be. There a have TV been show. books though. Like, there's actually, I don't know if they continued, but there was a book made for the first Halo that's kind of like how movie books, that, like, kind of like how movie books go into more detail about inner thoughts and stuff like that, that describes stuff. Yeah. There's that, and then there's actual books that are not based on the games that have the Master Chief in it. Yeah. So. I think I might even have one or two of them somewhere in my house, but, no, I, I think it's totally appropriate to do a silver timeline so i i like it in theory Mm -hmm. um a silver timeline i don't think i've seen enough of the show to have a strong opinion about the story itself right now more talking about like the decisions behind why they decided to do some of the things that they did and do some of these characters work for me right now because i don't know if really and this is early on it's only episode one Mm -hmm. And, and I would say this show covered, it introduced all of the main cast, and it covered a, a lot. There's a lot of things that, like, if you're not familiar with the Halo universe, True. there's a lot of things that this show is trying to catch you up on. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of, like, name-dropping for, like, important characters to the games yeah. themselves, too. Yeah. Uh, most of the main characters, besides Quan are people you would recognize from the games. Right. Except they look different. Yeah. A lot. Uh-huh. Which I'm fine with. Like, I don't... I don't, I don't they, they... Yeah. It didn't really matter if they changed them up like that whatsoever. Yeah. As, as long as you can capture the character mm-hmm. behind it, that, to me, is... Unless there's some sort of defining piece. Let's say a character lost their eye trying to save a loved one or Mm -hmm. something like that but then when you do your adaptation of the story you decide to give them both eyes okay foul movie (laughs) or yeah you know like that kind of stuff that didn't really bother me that much 
Yeah, so those are kind of like the main takeaways I had from episode one without going into spoilers. Did you have any thoughts on it that you wanted to share before we close out? Nothing that wouldn't possibly be spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, alright, so I think we're going to go into the spoiler section now, alright? So, what we're going to do for the spoiler is I'm going to kind of walk through like scenes and we'll kind of like stop when we feel like it and talk about and then we'll kind of give like our overall impressions of it but so the opening shots of this i thought was actually kind of cool it's that overhead shot if you remember Mm -hmm. and the camera's like running along the pipes and you see it's like this dry arid planet with pipes all heading towards this like small outpost Mm -hmm. looking thing with this big shaft that kind of goes up into the sky right so i i like that shot i thought it was pretty cool and then it kind of goes in and what i wrote was cast of generic characters and none of these characters really stood out to me that much mm-hmm. i guess maybe the if i had to pick one i liked the most it was the old guy that yeah. was like teasing the kid mm-hmm. um over the card game but one thing that i did like about that is they covered a lot of different things in that conversation like yes. they had the tv playing in the background mm-hmm. which talked about i didn't get the guy's name but do you remember the guy on the tv he was going, I don't remember his name, but he was going to peace talks between the rebels and the UNSC. Yeah, and this is a town on the planet Magical, I think, it, or maybe the town's named Magical. That's the town, and these people are talking about what they saw on TV about how the leader of the town, Jin Ha, uh, sent this guy to negotiate with the UNSC over the deuterium which i assume is basically our version of oil um, that sounds about right i don't actually know what yeah, deuterium it is. gave me a lot of like oil vibes yeah like was, the pump kind of things spitting fire out every so often yeah and then people you know you have like this small group of people who are like aren't as developed as a society or technologically as advanced and so and then you have this more powerful, technologically advanced group mm-hmm. coming in and trying to take advantage of the resources that these people have, kind of things. Because it doesn't look like there's a lot of farming going on yeah. on that planet. They're like a colony yeah. planet that yeah. has one purpose, right. remind Ethereum. <laughs> right, exactly. And it's like, you know, so they set up like the whole thing with UNSC and these outer colonies and how they can have these different struggles and everything. And then they talk about, if you're not careful, they'll send the Spartans after you. And they're referring to Spartans as if they're boogeymen for the most right. part. The, they're these legendary, mythical creatures that nobody's ever seen, but everybody's heard about. And they are unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Like, if you see one, you're basically dead. Yep. Kind of thing. Uh, so I like that, because I, I was thinking, you know, for people who aren't familiar with the game, that's doing a great job of, yeah... This is the UNSC. These are the outer colonies. This is the stuff going on. I do think that guy on the TV, though, because they made a comment about, like, he's dangerous, basically, which that character was in Game of Thrones and then also another show, Expanse. And he always kind of plays the same character, which is not a good or nice guy. All right, all right, all right. So I'm suspecting him to kind of be like that. And future shows. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just a complete guess, all right, though. All right. I have no idea. But I expect him to pop up mm-hmm. later on. So the scene ends basically with Jin Ha coming in, and uh, he asks everybody 
basically, where is my daughter? And so it switches over to the next scene, which is Quan, Jen's daughter, rising over the crest, and she's with her friends, and what are they doing out there, Travis? To look for drugs. Right. And, uh, you know, the thing that stood out to me about this that I gathered, and this is good storytelling, I think, from a visual element, is you get to learn more about this character named Quan, which I'm assuming we're going to be spending a lot more time with during mm -hmm. the season. You can tell that she's an adventurer, right? Because mm -hmm. she's leading her friends. They're exploring these places. You can tell that she's intelligent mm -hmm. because she, she figured out where these mushrooms grow that so they can all get high together. Uh -huh. And then she also says that I want to leave this planet. I don't want to stay here the rest of my life. So she has dreams. She has goals. She has... And her friends are all like, why would you do that? We want you to find drugs for us. <laughs> right, right, right. That's the whole thing. It's like the typical hero's journey mm -hmm. for, for Quan, right? Yeah, there's yeah, yeah. No, but there's nothing that really separates her out from like any other typical generic hero story other than the fact that she likes to dabble in drugs that's <laughs> that's really it but i also think too this i don't really know much about kwan yet or i guess the word is i don't feel like i can connect with her yet as a character with it and maybe this show just needs more time with that right mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so anything you wanted to add to that drugs Drugs. <laughs> like, yeah. that whole scene was just about finding drugs and doing drugs. Yeah, yeah. Which probably should have been uh, a warning. It's not the right way, but like a heads up for what was just about to happen. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So, anyways, Quan, I think she hears a noise or something like she that. She sees basically a slip space jump into her system. That's right. And they're always on the lookout for UNSC people to come and kill them, so. Right. Right, so Quan goes to investigate, mm -hmm. and the rest of her friends are like, we don't care, this we is, just want to This is also, high. they already took all the drugs, and she had yet to take hers when she saw that. She has yet. Right, good point, yeah. Yes. Quan is the only one sober yes. right now, uh -huh. uh, and everybody else is just loving life uh -huh. at, at the moment. So Quan goes and investigates, and she sees this cave with lights coming out of it, and she sees a ship that she knows is not UNSC, but other than that has no idea uh -huh. what it is. Which, that's interesting to me because at first I was thinking, oh, humanity doesn't know about the Covenant yet. But mm -hmm. then as you listen later on, with, especially on the UNSC side, they are aware of the Covenant and there have been sightings of the Covenant before. Yeah, so it sounds like, so if you played Halo 3 ODST, right? Oh, yeah. Did you go through any of the vid docs or whatever they were, the hidden stuff that talk, that civilians I, talking? I might have. It's been so long ago, I don't remember. So they actually talk about that. Like, even up until the Covenant invade Earth, people still didn't know that the Covenant existed. It was definitely hush-hush that humanity was being destroyed by, for other humans to know about that. Yeah, it kept, was more of a cover-up. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't be like, yo... There's this huge group of aliens genociding us, and they're kind of succeeding. Yeah. Good luck, civilian. <laughs> yeah. So. Right, right. You can't, you can't really do that without causing a whole bunch of panic and stifling the war effort against the Covenant. So. Right. 
Right. So I thought that was a little confusing. Does humanity know? Because if they know, then why wouldn't she recognize? Because you'd think that would be a big deal if it was made public that, hey, there's another alien life form out there. Yes. Also, one of the things I remembered is that we hardly ever see anybody other than UNSC personnel in the games. Like, we don't interact yeah. with anyone other than UNSC personnel. They yeah. all know the Covenant. And reach you were on the planet, and like there were homes that you could go into and yeah. fight the covenant. But you're right; you never actually interacted with civilians. Mm-hmm. And it well, yeah, they, no, there no. was at the beginning of Reach. There was that one dude who was in the house that you can't actually go into, but he doesn't recognize who the covenant are. He recognized that they were a threat, but he didn't know they were covenant. Mm, yeah. So that was Reach, a couple years or so before, or even less before Earth got invaded. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, because that was, yeah, that was right before um, the fall of Reach. Yeah, so I I thought that was weird, but anyways, moving on. (laughs) So she goes and is freaked out. She runs back. She's trying to tell her friends, we got to go home. There's a ship out there. They don't look like UNSC. We need to leave now. And they were like, I was going to go home, but then I got high. Yeah, Uh, and... uh... And then the Covenant are like, so anyway, I start blasting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's exactly right. They start blasting. And that's what got me was, uh-huh. I, this was way more gory than the video games yep. ever were. Like, legs were being shot off or disintegrated? Yeah, I think one of the girls got her legs shot off. I think she was just a torso and a head at some yeah, point. Yeah, and then her head got blown off. Yep. Uh, and that really shocked me. I didn't hate it but it, it shocked me mm-hmm. which maybe that's what they were going they were trying for. to go for that like yeah. yeah i didn't i didn't mind it so obviously people are fleeing running for their lives and they're just getting mowed down because they're just kids yeah and juan is the only survivor right mm-hmm. don't do drugs kids yeah aliens I, kill I, you. I think that's the <laughs> lesson of halo one is don't do drugs drugs are bad mm-hmm. okay you yep. know what I mean? And so anyways, Quan makes it back. Or No, first she fires a flare uh-huh. to warn the outpost. That there's an attack, I'm assuming, yeah. coming. And then makes it to the gate. You see everybody getting ready. Quan finds her dad, Jin, and tries to tell him it's not the UNSC. It's something more dangerous. Yeah, it's something way more dangerous. And in the moment, Jin's just trying to organize everything. He sees his daughter's freaking out, and he just tells her, go with the rest of the civilians and hide in the shelter mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so that's what she does. She goes into and hides. And then the the battle happens, right? Yeah. The, they start picking off, like, the guard towers outside. So you can't even see them yet. You just see stuff exploding, people dying, yeah. before you actually see the elites Elite. that come yeah. in. And they blow the door, and everyone opens fire on them. And you start noticing that there's no really, like, the bullets are hitting them, but at least have shields. But unlike the games, it's not taking, like, five or six bullets in order to, like, take these elites down. This is actual, like, non-game stuff. Yeah. So they, the the, sh- the shields ripple a little bit, but other than that, nothing happens to the elites. And so they start mowing down all of the innies with guns right at that point yeah it's it's pretty brutal i wrote down because when i was watching this i took notes and i wrote down everyone dies i so spoiler alert um in the middle of the spoiler section yep spoiler <laughs> alert the middle of spoiler section bear with me that hu- they all the civilians that didn't weren't fighting hid in like this i want to say like container 
that you can see out of. Uh-huh. The last one of the last people to die that had a gun was the a young the young kid that was being berated a little bit at the beginning as he's banging on the door in order to get in to f- save him when an elite with like an injury sword just comes up and stabs him. Yeah, and that was one of the kids from the card game, right? Uh, uh, in the very beginning. Yes, he was the one that ever. He was like, Spartans don't sound so scary. And yeah. He, they were like, Have you uh, faced a Spartan? I faced a Marine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so he gets shanked. Which, quick side note for everybody listening if you're in an active shooter situation, I took a. They call it an Alice training one mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. The one thing that you don't want to do is to do the equivalent of hide under your desk. I'm going to sit in one spot, be mm-hmm. helpless, and hide under the desk. What you actually want to do is you want to run, mm-hmm. escape, spread out. You don't all want to gather in one convenient spot. For yes. <laughs> everybody can you tell what we're about to say? Yeah, can you, can you tell where this is going right now? Because <laughs> that's exactly what happens. One elite just... <laughs> yeah, straight up shanks all of them i was it I was, was watching that i was like i wonder what that elite's kill count is right now <laughs> i thought i honestly thought that little kid survived because he was on the side yeah and i thought like he he could still be alive for all we know but because <laughs> at the end there yeah 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 no no i i'm pretty sure uh the kid's dad um uh, mm-hmm. even the master chief said there's no survivors, and then he finds Quan. Like, but she, he also doesn't recognize that she's moving at all at some points until she he actually looks at her, I believe. Oh. So he, that kid could have been, like, still as a statue on the side the entire <laughs> time. And he's just shaking the entire time. Everyone leaves, yeah. which is probably a lot worse for that kid because everyone's dead. There's no one there to help him. He's well, like an eight-year-old. And, and I think it honestly would have been better had they kept the kid on it because... Think about this, Quan then, not only is she grieving for the loss of like everybody that she knows in one day, including her father, but now she has this little kid mm-hmm. that she has to look out and take care of. True. You know, that adds a lot more complexity to the story. During this fight is what took me out of the show. How so? At some point, it starts showing Master Chief's visor, what it's displaying, Yeah. and he's basically on top of an elite, about mm-hmm. to shoot him in the head, and that looked super fake it looked bad to me super bad do you remember that no i'm trying like, to remember like what it's happened? it's it's his visor and it's the dude the elite's face like right here oh and he like pistol shoots yeah. him in the head yeah yeah like execution style mm-hmm. almost that the elite looks super fake there like i could see the elites being real everywhere else but when that happened i was like okay this is this is like claymation <laughs> this is yeah you know th- I don't remember it being... It didn't take me out of it. What did take me a little bit more out... It's almost like a cliche now when we adapt a first-person shooter into a movie where we have to do that first-person shot where Mm -hmm. it's like you're playing the game again, almost. And I remember uh, way back in the day, Doom did that. That old Doom movie that had The Rock in it. Okay. They did that at the end where it was Carl Urban's character... They went all straight first person, and it was literally like playing the game, except it wasn't a movie kind of thing. All right. 
So, like, I get kind of tired of that stuff when I see it now because I'm like, oh, that's been done so many times. Do we have to keep doing that? Can we do something different? It kind of makes sense with this, though, because that would be something that they would, Master Chief would see, um, people who are looking at the camera, um, for that the Master Chief probably has in his visor would be seeing, too. So it's not like... That's fair. Like, I could picture the UNSC officers watching... Like, reviewing the, it kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, or watching it live yeah. um, as it's streaming in, because I'm sure they can see everything he can. I wouldn't be surprised, at least. So anyways, all that's going on. Everybody's dying. Quan left before those civilians got slaughtered, because she was trying to save her dad, because her dad was caught. And then, like, she's just trying to survive out in the craziness of this battle. Um... And then Quan manages to free himself, and he goes to... Oh, yeah, before we get to that. So another thing that was happening earlier on in the battle, there's so much stuff happening. Quan um, is shooting his like AK at uh -huh. one of the elites, right? Uh -huh. And then you have, boom, hero moment, Master Chief. Yeah. That shot actually reminded me of a trailer for one of the video yes. games where he did like the shield dome thing yeah. and he mm -hmm. like planted down almost exactly like that. Yep. But I thought that shot was cool. Great hero moment for Master Chief. And then he goes and he leaps over Quan, or he's charging. Both the elite and Quan stop fighting to look at the Master Chief because, I mean, why would you not stop and look in the mm -hmm. middle of a fight to see somebody look cool? But Quan's reaction was immediately to start shooting at the Master Chief, and the Master Chief just kind of ignores him and starts fighting the elite, and then Quan realizes, oh, he's not here to kill me yeah. <laughs> right now. But I just, you know, that stood out to me, because yeah. I'm like, you are, like, in a fight to the death with this huge alien that you've, as far as I can tell, never even heard of before this yeah. moment. And your first reaction when you see a UNSC soldier is to completely ignore the alien yep. <laughs> and go after the... You must really hate the UNSC. Mm -hmm. uh, or you're just not good at fighting. <laughs> it's one of the I two. mean, he is not part of the military. He's just that's like fair. a civilian that's like, I hate the government. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, was there something you were going to share on that? I think I interrupted you. No, I don't think so. Well, a small note is that a lot, almost all the guns that the innies had yeah. were just random guns, essentially. They weren't, none of them were Halo recognizable, which mm. I think is interesting. Yeah. Which I think shows, one, maybe like a tight grip on UNSC weapons getting out. Oh, uh, that's a great point. Yeah, because they're working with a bunch of older stuff, right? Yeah. Like the AKs. Like, mm -hmm. I heard people making fun of, it was like some sort of truck and the trailer shot yeah. in the background and people were making fun of why would the but it makes sense like if you're like remote outposts you're probably using really antiquated mm -hmm. stuff yeah and so like yeah you can't hurt the elites the the best that the UNSC has to offer yeah. can because they have all the best stuff that's a good point I didn't even think of that so anyways Quan tries to save her dad and the battle's starting to die down because it's Master Chief's silver team. They're killing all the elites, and they're all having their little moments as they're doing it. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite was the guy killing a, an elite with a pipe. I'm like, yes. I didn't know I wanted to do that in a video game until I saw that. It's just a grab hammer without the grab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but... Could he hear the Smash Bros... I don't think it's from Smash Bros, but like the Smash Bros home run sound. 
Uh, I don't know. I can't no, really no, make that sound. Sma- it is Smash Brothers, but it's when, like, the older Smash Brothers, when the hammer would fall off, and then all you have is that <laughs> stick that you're waving around furiously. So the battle's starting to die down, and there's this wounded elite, right? Which I thought this was a little bit odd. This goes back to, like, some of the decision-making in the show and everything. He's wounded. All of his buddies are dead or dying. Mm-hmm. And he decides with these giant... It's like four guys killing everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he decides the best thing he should do in that moment is go after this defenseless girl. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I don't think would have been my priority in that moment. I think my priority would have been I either need to get out of there or I need to try to kill the most important threats on the battlefield. But I, that to me is like, this is the writers trying to create drama for the show to make Jin, Quan's father, sacrifice himself mm-hmm. for her. But it doesn't feel believable yeah. to me because the rationality for it just isn't there when you actually stop and think about the scene. And that's where I start to feel like writers trying to force drama on things. I don't know. Did that Kind of like or? how the elites started calling the Master Chief demon during that fight. Yeah, yeah. Which, and again, that tells me that this is not the first time the Master Chief has fought the mm-hmm. Covenant. He's fought them before because he has that reputation as demon already. Mm-hmm. Um, he is the doom, of yeah. the doom guy of this yeah. universe. Which in video game world, he doesn't. I don't think he fights the Covenant until Halo One, if yeah. I remember correctly. Uh, there might have been a book where he fights. There's probably books where he fights them. Uh, but in the video games, he, he never yeah. fought until Halo 1. So I thought that was kind of interesting, too. And then you have the heavy turret weapon. Yeah. Which, that was definitely a nod to the video game. Yes. Right there. Uh-huh. Definite nod. Anyways, uh, the graphics are okay. They don't really bother me. Or me. Yeah. In case you're one viewer, when listener. Quan died, or not Quan, when Jin died, Quan's father, I just wrote down sad face. Uh, sad. Yeah, because I didn't really buy into it. Mm-hmm. And then one thing that always kind of bugs me, this isn't just Halo, this is just a lot of TV shows in general, is what I call the fake cries, where they just kind of like cringe their face and they like heave their chest mm-hmm. a few times and that's them crying kind of thing. It just looks very fake to me. Okay. Uh, okay. That always takes me out on a show. I need tears. I need to see <laughs> I need the tears. people to put water bottles <laughs> yes. around the person's eye. Sell, sell this to me. You're not selling to this to me. That was just kind of some side note. But one thing I did like was at the end of the fight, you see the Master Chief walking away, the camera zooms on his helmet, and you see blood on his helmet. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think you ever saw that in a video game before. No. Blood on his we helmet did. like that. Unless and, it was like a cinematic thing, they would never yeah. have blood on it. And so I try to think, okay, as, as a director, why would you do this shot, and what are you trying to communicate in this shot to the audience? And what I think is, at this point, what they're trying to establish is Master Chief is just a stone-cold killer. Mm-hmm. That's all he is right now. Yep. He's a killer. It doesn't matter who you are. It's just a mission to him. He doesn't yep. really care. Just following orders. Just following orders, that classic line. Kind of thing and i think that's what they're trying to connect and then silver team they go into that cave that quan had seen earlier on in the show master chief reaches out and touches the 
let's be real. It's this probably is a forerunner. Yeah, it's artifact. probably forerunner technology right there, and it activates it. And then we get images popping up of like a family, a dog, that kind of stuff, which we later learn is memories of Master Chief's family. So yeah, so Master Chief and like all other Spartans were kidnapped to be yes. experimented on to be yes. super soldiers and brainwashed as yes. kids. They are literally killing machines and all sons of the word. They're not, they don't question orders, they follow orders, that's all they do. They're yeah. supposed to be robotic, essentially. Yeah, and not only do they kidnap them, they also... Uh, most of these kids actually die in the either training mm -hmm. or the genetic alterations that they're doing yes. on these kids. So there's that. And on top of that, they clone those kids and create an exact copy of them. But these kids are actually programmed to die. Mm -hmm. They're like a, flash cones or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so they are destined to die as children. Diseases, essentially, or like cancer. Yeah. Like, it's not like they wind up dead one day. They... Yeah. They masked that it's a clone still the entire time. Right, right. So, so it's pretty horrendous. And the clones don't even know, as far as I'm aware. They don't know they have all that stuff. They believe that they're that kid. Yeah. And that's their family. And that's where I think the show is leaning in more. Because in the games, they tend to make the UNSC, even though we, we know there's some issues with like these outer colonies and whatnot, they tend to make the UNSC represent humanity. Yeah. And th these are the good guys. When reality when you delve into the lore it's actually way more complicated yeah. than that and the show's leaning into that which i don't mind at all because mm -hmm. i think that works well for a tv show i'm just not confident yet in their execution of that i like the idea i just don't know if i buy the execution of it going back you know it cuts to halsey on reach i don't mind the actress for halsey i think that's a good actress for halsey like that would be I think her voice maybe there was something about her like that's Halsey right there uh, that's what yeah. I think of when I would think I of did Halsey. not have that reaction but I'm glad to hear that you did though mm -hmm. because I wanted to have that reaction of like oh wow what a great casting choice for Halsey I think I'm still a little bit on the fence but I, again I don't hate her you know what yeah I mean? mm -hmm. um, but her boss whoever that lady is I feel like she's supposed to be like actually head of Oni which is like Office oh. of Naval Intelligence, who destroyed every other intelligence agency, either took them over or assassinated everyone in the. I I cannon. would believe that from this so. moment. This this lady makes no sense to me. Yeah, I feel like every scene is just her complaining, causing problems. Yeah, complaining, belittling people, mm -hmm. like just all sorts of stuff. And I'm like, I cannot stand any scene where. She is, and mm -hmm. I just find her incredibly nauseous. And I don't think it's the actress' fault. It's not. It's the writing, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's the writing. Mm -hmm. And I don't mind people who are jerks. Actually, some of my favorite characters are a little bit of jerks. But there has to be, there needs to be an element where we can still connect with them. Mm -hmm. Like, we understand why they're a jerk. In Game of Thrones, one of my favorite uh, characters in it is Tywin Lannister. So, potential spoilers for Game of Thrones here it's okay it's a terrible show everyone knows last season was awful uh, okay so the last like couple of seasons were awful but the first like four or five seasons were incredible but anyway tywin lannister is a horrible human being mm -hmm. but you understand his thinking his thought process why he does what he does there's there's a reason he like he's methodical and 
and calculating, but he also is trying to do what he thinks is best for his family. With this lady, I don't get... I just hear somebody who just likes to complain and gripe a lot. And it doesn't even make any sense. Like, she's threatening to close down Halsey's program when apparently everyone knows about the Spartans. That was... I didn't catch on that, but that is weird how a lot of people know about them. Yeah, that that's true. In the game world, they wouldn't. But, but this program, from all we can tell and all we've been shown, has been highly successful. I mean, four Spartans took out, what, 12 to 15 yeah. elites and didn't lose a single one? Mm -hmm. That is not a failure of a program. That seems like a very successful... Yes. So I don't understand why she's so critical to Halsey all the time and constantly questioning her. But anyways, so there's that character. They talk about the artifact, and Halsey comments to... I just call her the boss. I didn't even care to look up her name. Yeah, she's like an don't... admiral or something. Yeah, 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 the boss works. Admiral, boss lady. And the boss also makes a comment of a project that she doesn't approve of and tells Halsey she needs to shut it down. Which? Uh, do, you think, do you have an idea what that is? My theory is that's a clone of Halsey. She, the, it looked like a woman, right? Okay. And some sort of container device. And the person is bald. And it looked like it could be possibly a younger version of Halsey kind of thing. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. I, but I'm assuming it's connected to Cortana. And that's way. what I was thinking. I didn't even see a body. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, I must have glanced over that. Like, it's just Cortana. Yeah. She's creating Cortana. This no, point. they definitely show a face, and it's a human face in it, which, who knows? I heard somebody else say, well, it's possible that they're trying to create a human version of Cortana, which I hope they don't do that. Yeah, that'd be weird. Do they? Did you watch the trailer at all? There was Cortana in it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And I, and she, she was definitely an AI and not a, yeah, and uh, not a, a person. Right. So... And maybe that's just a completely separate project. I don't think we have enough. It's going to be end of the season. They're going to finally reveal what that project is, and that's going to be what season two is about. Because they've already been renewed, apparently, for season two. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's Paramount. That's probably their best show that they have. <laughs> <laughs> and I just described it as average, so that should tell you something. So I'm not surprised by that. So anyways, they go on, and then you get to look at the Covenant side of things. Well, I actually really enjoyed To me, that was way more interesting than the UNSC. That was super interesting. You only had to have one reason for that. There was a human that the prophets were being super nice to. They weren't talking down to. Like, they were taking care of her. And honestly, for the longest time, I thought it was going to be some, like, weird prophet or someone, like, transformed into a human with something. Like, if you think like a human, you could... <laughs> <laughs> kind of thing because she yeah. she was reading uh a probably a bible it looked like honestly like yeah. a really old book uh, like yeah. the pages were yellowed i thought it might um, have been a bible i think the outside was like gold trimmed the pages of, outside of the yeah. pages was gold trimmed so it might be a bible i don't know where they're going with it that i am very interested in seeing where they're going with yeah that. so i i actually like i have a theory about her because you know prophet i think it was mercy came in mm -hmm. which i'm like just if you want politics, I just want to listen to the prophets talk. What yeah. is it? Mercy, mercy, truth, and regret. I yeah. think they're like the three. I just want to hear them talk. But 
I know that's they look pretty good too. So I imagine mm-hmm. that's where a lot of their even high charity the city. Looked yeah, really that good. looked really good. So book spoilers: the ones that focus on the forerunners, mm-hmm. like the prophets race were allied with the humans in ancient times, and ah, um, I didn't know they that. were actually like good looking. Like they were suave people. The prophets. Uh, yeah, that's what it was revered at one point, and then uh-huh. when the forerunners beat them, um, it started to be that older people and essentially because they're older uglier people mm-hmm. were more revered um were more looked up to um, oh interesting so it's kind of interesting to see that suaveness that i could feel like that there was some some sort of like charisma with the prophet of mercy mercy, yeah. mercy yeah. there that i was like yeah. okay all right and my theory to with the woman in there is, I actually wonder if she's being held prisoner or something like that, and has to like work with them and sell them on this in order to survive. Because the prophet made a comment about, you can leave the book there. You don't need to take that book with you. You're just reading that to learn more about the humans. And you, and when I looked at that, to me, it looked like the actress was trying to communicate some regret. There was a part of her that didn't want to leave the book there. Kind of thing was uncomfortable about mm-hmm. that. Which makes me think that even if she's not a prisoner there, she still wants, there's a part of her that does want to connect yeah. with other human beings. And I was thinking, like, she's like an orphan that was found in the war and they raised mm-hmm. her to basically, once again, study humans. Yeah. <laughs> like, or yeah. somehow connected to Halsey's project. Well, I think she also has the same ability as the Master Chief, which is she can interact with Forerunner technology so, and responds. And so the whole reason why the Covenant went to war with the humans mm-hmm. is because I believe it was on the planet called Harvest, which was known for their food. Um, the Covenant were searching for Forerunner relics, and Harvest lit up with Forerunner relics. Mm. And... It was eventually found out that it was identifying humans as forerunner relics, which means any human can interact with forerunner tech. Yeah, and that's uh, and that was what I remembered too. And so I'm curious to see if the show doesn't do that. If they're like, no, it's only special people mm-hmm. can can do that, and yeah. not everybody can. Because I feel like Halsey would definitely know. Hey, Chief, don't touch that forerunner. Don't don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. It's going to activate. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> bad master. Bad. Um, you a so, bad boy. Um, yeah. So anyways, I thought that scene was pretty okay so far. And then uh, they talk, the warriors talk about the master chief is known as a demon and a conflict over the book, which we talked about. And then goes back to Quan waking up on the the pelican and she's confused she's trying to get i think it's the master chief's attention but the master chief is just kind of staring down at that forerunner mm-hmm. technology and so like here's where i think in terms of the art for master chief what's going on is master chief was shocked did even know he had a family or had any memories of a family mm-hmm. and it's already starting to plant those seeds of doubt and it's also starting to slowly connect him with his I say slowly, but really, it felt a little too fast yeah. for me. But, like, starting to connect with, like, his humanity. Mm-hmm. And so he's just kind of lost in his own world. And they have Miranda Keys, mm-hmm. you know, Skype in. Or Zoom in, I guess, now. 
zoom in to talk <laughs> with Quan, uh, and she's trying to convince Quan to like, hey, make this you know pro UNSC hollow vid for us about how awesome Spartans are, and Quan's basically like, you mean the Spartans that allowed my whole 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 people to to die, yeah, the, the, the hundred and so people that died because of the Spartans, yeah. The UNSC that my father uh, fought against his whole life, mm -hmm. uh, that UNSC, you want me to talk? The UNSC that we hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Miranda Keys, hmm, I'm not the... Again, I think all the actors are, like, competent actors. I really do. Uh, again, I just think it's the material... I thought it was kind of silly that she would even do that in the first place, especially the same day that this uh -huh. kid's father died. You want her mm -hmm. to go on TV and talk about how amazing the UNSC See, it's like, it just didn't make sense to yeah. me. If Miranda, I don't know, she looks a little too young to me, but maybe that's just... I don't, I don't remember what her rank is in the show either. But that yeah. whole conversation just kind of felt silly to me and uh honestly a lot of the unsc stuff feels like filler to me yeah I, this is where i think the show started to like drag mm -hmm. um it's when they started getting into that because i feel like there are three acts to this show you have the uh, basically 20 minutes each you have that first act where they discover the covenant the covenant fight and then the master chief and the silver team fight back kind of thing then you have this a trip to yeah um, reach reach and then you have reach yeah then you have like the reach and master chief and Quan working together to leave mm -hmm. kind of thing that felt it felt like a three-act structure yeah to me when i was thinking about this show and that second act felt slow and i felt like there was the character development was way too rushed in service of plot yeah because at some point during that part Master Chief receives an order to kill yes. Quan. Yes. Basically to cover up what happened. Yeah. Right. And he denies it, essentially. And they try to kill Quan by shutting off the oxygen and then shutting off the oxygen in Master Chief's suit. Yeah. Which, because he's Master Chief, he manages to stop right. that. But right. As it, he should. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, the whole time Boss Lady's just complaining about everything and questioning everything. Um, you idiots, how can you not kill the Master Chief? <laughs> yeah. Um, but to her credit, I do think she has some legitimacy to her concerns, which, because they see Master Chief, like, shutting off, like, mm -hmm. a camera or something like that, yeah. which is out of norm mm -hmm. for him. Things just start to escalate. Quan and the Chief, one of the things that gets revealed in their interactions is, and this to me, just, I did not like how it was revealed, it felt very anticlimactic mm -hmm. to me, was that the Master Chief had killed Quan's mom. I felt like that is something mm -hmm. that it, should have been shown and true. revealed. True, I totally forgot that that yeah. was a thing. Like, I mean, it was just, you know... It like, was just an offhanded thing, like, killed my mom. And you let my dad die. Yeah. Uh, at least that's what I think would be going through her mind in that, uh -huh. in that time, because this is all happening in one day. It's crazy what's happening in one yeah. day. Anyways... In order for the Master Chief to build trust with her, he broke the sacred rule that any Halo player would know, 
mm-hmm. which is you do not reveal the Master Chief's face. You just don't take off your helmet. Like, Halo Reach, who died because they were taking <laughs> off their helmet all the time? Yeah. It was a Spartan. <laughs> if they kept their helmet on, they would have survived. Yeah. The, what was it, Noble Six was his name, I think? Like, the cat, uh, I believe. No, 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 uh, Noble Six was your character. Yeah. He never took off his helmet. Until the very end, and he takes it off, and it's just recording everything. We all keep his head out of view. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. As he gets stabbed multiple times by Leeds. Right, right. Which, great game. I love that game. Uh Um, Yeah, to me, this felt like the most, I'm going to use the word egregious. Yes. Here, like, this felt like, you know, I understand that a show, you need to do things differently. I understand you need to pull in a broader audience. Mm Mm-hmm. But the challenge with that is you need to keep... You want to have your cake and eat it, too. You want to keep the original fans of the property, and you want to expand that to other people, which means you have to show respect to the work. And Halo is one of those IPs where the fans are very protective of their Master Chief. Mm -hmm. Although I will say Master Chief is a big boy, and he can take care of himself. (laughs) We are very protective of the Master Chief. He also... Is created by writers, so <laughs> yeah. we don't gotta protect them from anything. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, uh, maybe I'm projecting, but uh, <laughs> you know, but it's one of those things where never in the legacy have we ever seen the Master Chief's face. And not that I didn't want them to show the Master Chief's face, because I feel like you need to for yeah. character development. But doing it episode one? Yeah. This kind of reminds... This is why there's a silver universe now. Yeah. For this reason alone, it's probably yeah. like the biggest yeah. reason they created the silver universe. Yeah. Biggest di- departure that I think most people would care about is that. Um, and it's the one I think is like the most concerning out of all the changes we've discussed so far. Introducing new characters. Um, you know, changing blue to silver. I'm just like, why... Just call it blue team, whatever. And red team, anyway. not having Steve Downs, all of that. Those are all minor things in mm-hmm. the grand scheme of things. But having the Master Chief take his helmet off, that's pretty significant mm-hmm. right there. Any Halo fan will tell you that's a significant big deal for him. They always tease, like, anytime you see Master Chief in the games take it off, they always tease you or, like, put it on, yeah. like, cover, like, yeah, neck yeah. and Halo below one. or something like that. No, they, that so, like, Chester below. Did I you think. see uh, uh, Halo One? They did a thing where uh, somebody basically was able to figure out how to manage the camera in that final cutscene where he takes the helmet off yeah. on the Pelican. They go down and they look to see if they could see his face, and it was another helmet. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I love that. But uh, this reminds me of I don't know if you've watched The Mandalorian. Yes. Okay, so I love I have watched Mandalorian seasons two, 1, 2, and 2.5. Yes, I have two as well. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we can talk about that at some point. But this reminds me of Mandalorian. There's some similarities there where, like, a lot of that their identity is placed in concealing who they are as mm-hmm. people. You know, the Master Chief is a machine indoctrinated by the UNS. Did he look young to you? No, I actually know that actor. He's he's a good actor, and he's in like shows The Wire or American Gods. And he's and he did an amazing job in both of those shows. But so no, I saw him when he was younger, and I know what he looks like younger. So he looked appropriate age to me. So one of the things that people when Spartans did take their helmets off, anyone else would be like, "That's a kid. That's a kid under there." Like 
they don't look 21 or older. They look like they're like 14 or 15 underneath all that. I can't. That's, I mean, that's an interesting point. I know that in one of the books I read, I think it was on like the events of Halo 1, uh, Master Chief does take his helmet off, and people said he looked very pale. Like mm-hmm. he didn't get a lot of sunlight on him. Well, also remember the. Um, was it called Forward Onto Dawn or whatever? The one that was the about the TV, TV show kind of thing that movie. was about the UNSC boot camp. Yeah. And at the end, the Spartans take off their helmets, and I don't remember them taking off. Their they helmets. took off their helmets at the end. Ah, and they, the dudes like they they look younger than me, kind of oh, thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So. Oh, that's. So I see what you're saying. So you're saying they actually look too old. They need to be Yeah, I just... That's just something I, I remembered right yeah. now, actually. So it obviously didn't bother me during the show. Yeah. So. I think for, like, cinematic purposes, it's it's fine to have a, a middle-aged man. child soldier bad, so... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I although that, that would probably fit... That True, does fit that would fit with the narrative you're trying yeah, to go yeah. for. But, yeah, so I think, like, doing that really causes some concerns, raises some red flags about it um i don't think it was a smart idea it reminds what i was saying was reminds me of the mandalorian because both of these guys have been indoctrinated their whole mm-hmm. lives it's in cultish fashions right yes and it's a pro the mandalorian does it really well where you see the changes slowly happening to the mandalorian where he breaks his most sacred vow removing his helmet because he wants to protect someone he loves and for the Master Chief, although there's no in-world reason why he shouldn't be able to take his helmet off, mm-hmm. there, from a narrative perspective, there is a reason. Because the helmet represents his disconnect from humanity. Going yeah. back to that scene with the blood on the helmet. Um, and so him revealing his face, now he's building a human connection with someone. True. Uh, and so to me, I'm like, this character development is way too rushed and I feel like they're doing it because they need certain things to happen in their story and they don't have enough time. Uh, how many do we... I don't remember, actually remember. How many episodes are going to be in season one? That's a good question. I, I haven't actually looked at that. Let me look that up real quick while you are talking. Yeah, so I think that's a pretty big deal. It's not good writing, I don't think. And a story... A director can only do so much. An actor can only do so much. The core of any good story is is the writing, and so that gives me some concerns right there. So, anyways, Quan, Master Chief, they ally up and they're trying to get control of the Pelican so that they can leave. Uh, boss Lady keeps yelling at Halsey. No surprise there. We already talked about the oxygen oxygen dropping. They try to stop the landing. I thought this was pretty cool. Seeing this is where the show started picking up for me. Yeah. Man. When you got to see the military in action, and yeah. and you got to see the Spartans suit up, mm-hmm. which is really cool because that's actually pretty true to the video games yes. the way they suit up, uh, and then you got to see um, the UNSC Marines get mm-hmm. ready. They even had Scorpion tanks back there, which yes. I'm like, man, something scor- that made me pause is that the UNSC doesn't just have Pelicans as that's like their dropship. Like all yeah. around purpose vehicle, but yeah. they have a stuff called something called a longsword. Yeah, that's supposed to. I thought because they get a bunch of pelicans to escort, if you will, make sure yeah. Mister Chief doesn't do anything stupid with the condor he's in. Oh, um, that's right, it was a condor. Yeah. But I'm like, why wouldn't they have like a couple of longswords or something along 
later too. Yeah, that's a that's a good question actually. It would have been cool to see those yeah. in in there actually. That's a good point. So, anyways, they all assemble and Halsey talks to the Spartans on a private channel and is like, "I was given these orders that you need to secure the Master Chief, um, but I actually want you to protect him essentially and bring him back to me." Mm -hmm. Is basically what she's like. And, and the Spartans were like, "And if the Marines get in the lair, <laughs> yeah." And, and Halsey sent you like kill them. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and and the, the, like the the male uh, Spartan was like, "Yeah, that makes sense." Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like they're they're still following orders, kind of thing. Yeah, That's what they're yeah. doing. They're but, they... but notice they're not whose orders they're following. Yeah. They already know what the UNSC's orders are, mm -hmm. and they're choosing. Well, to because Halsey's. Uh, there's also in the games like. The Spartans are Halsey's kid. Like that's, that's the relationship. Yeah. That it's Halsey a has horribly weird, abusive, unhealthy yeah. mother-child mm -hmm. relationship. Mom wants to do this. Authorities want to do this. Who are you going to listen to? Yeah, kind but that, that kind of goes back to what you were talking about when you made the comment about when they saw um, the Spartans, they looked like kids. Because mm -hmm. maybe that's part of their mentality a little bit. Is they're still True. a little bit like kids. They're dependent on Halsey as their mother figure. Mm -hmm. So that's a that's an interesting point. So anyways, the, the silver team sees that they're trying to blow the door off, so they stand in the way and are basically like, yeah, we, you guys are not coming in. And I'm like, babe, I, there's they a part, part of They part the sea of marines that are heading yeah, towards the... Yeah. And the marines actually just stop and stare as three Spartans walk yeah, towards the... Which, that's cool. Uh, uh -huh. one, one little thing that bothered me, though, is it showed a shot of their feet, and I wish they hadn't. Because you can clearly see that they're wearing like platform shoes, and it's weird and awkward. To watch <laughs> I it. did not see that. <laughs> I did, and it totally bothered me. Uh, I did not like that. If they had like Sergeant Johnson yelling at the Marines to like, <laughs> I was hurry waiting up, for like, Sergeant Johnson. Yeah, he's prob. I don't think he's coming. I am gonna be <laughs> yeah. infinitely sad if it's, he's either gonna be teased for the second season or he's not popping up when someone. Yeah, like. yeah. No, I I totally understand. Um, I was looking for him too, so. Anyways, uh, they go and they um, basically say hands off. Then you have your classic Deus Ex Machina thing, where mm -hmm. like Master Chief touches the Forerunner artifact again. Which I did not. I was really confused. Like, why is he staring at this Forerunner artifact right now? That makes no sense. Mm -hmm. Maybe they'll explain that in the next episode, but I highly doubt it. And he just happens to touch it, and it's not like he knew what would happen if he touched it. There's no way you could have known. He touches it, and it magically shuts down everything but their ship actually powers up yeah, their ship it powers too, their ship up. the UNSC shot like some sort of EMP kind of burst onto the right condor to take it down yeah so it magically shuts everyone else's stuff but powers on their ship and then they're able to fly out into the sunset and uh, one thing I did find interesting was Halsey kind of has like a little bit of a smirk on her face like she's kind of happy to see mm -hmm. the chief leave which i'm very curious about that well um, she doesn't she was like he's gonna come in and he's about to be shot like he's gonna be court-martialed executed on the spot probably I yeah feel like which i feel like halsey in the video game is actually a little bit more ruthless than this halsey is she's like, probably but we've only seen she's had her hands tied this at this point yeah so, she's um, constantly being berated by her boss so Maybe part of her is just happy to see, like, the middle finger being stuck yeah. up to her boss kind mm -hmm. of thing. I don't know. That's probably a little bit um, shallow of a motivation, but I did find that was interesting. And it just kind of cuts. It just yep. ends. Like, the ship goes off. Team Rocket's blasting <laughs> yeah, off. And the then... speed of light, yeah. Yep. 
boom, and then it ends, uh, mm -hmm. kind of thing. So overall, what did you think? Did you like the episode? I liked it. Um, I'm excited to see where it goes. Um, I kind of want to see more than just profits and elites. I want to see ODSTs. Yeah, that'd um, be cool. I want to see more Halo stuff that we haven't yes, seen yet. Yes, I was really looking forward to seeing grunts and jackals, and I was mm -hmm. so surprised they were not in that yeah. initial assault. And the so, only thing I could think of was budget. That's true. deep because they're basically just duplicating those models and mm -hmm. using them over and over again. Which I don't know if they're gonna do this in the show, but like at least have different like headgear to signify their ranking. Yes, um, and I think they all they had, had the same. Armor. They had all the same headgear, I believe. Yeah. All the elites did. Yeah. So. Oh, uh, one thing we forgot to mention too, when uh, the Master Chief was interacting with the Forerunner artifact in the cave, mm -hmm. there was an elite watching them. Yes. And then he runs out. I'm hoping that elite is the Arbiter. He wouldn't be the Arbiter at that point, though. I no, no, he wouldn't be the Arbiter yet. Fel Madame, I think his yeah, name I is. Don't, I, don't, I don't even know. I why am I remembering that, but not like any other <laughs> person's know. name? You're weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're dorky. Um, but not desperate. Hey. hey there's the show. That's <laughs> it, it folks. <laughs> um, yeah, so I really hope that that's their way of trying to introduce the Arbiter mm -hmm. early on into it, because I would love to see him come on the show. But yeah, so that's pretty much the show. So did you like it? Did you not like it? What were... I definitely liked it, and I'm excited to see where it goes. Still, I'm still at the point where like it's going to be a bad show, but I'm excited to be proven wrong. Yes. And it's, it's proven me wrong so far, so yeah. let's go. Let's continue I, that trend. I am with you. I want this show to be good because I am big halo fan if you could see me in my room right now listeners i have a giant helmet on my shelf from when they launched the halo 2 like you know legendary edition or whatever that garbage was <laughs> and i was like many people who bought that helmet super disappointed that we could not wear it that was only a, a thing for the games but i also have like some halo figurines lying around but I'm a decent Halo fan. I've read some of the books, so I want this show to do well. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm hoping that the writers will prove their competency. I think the directing was fine. I wasn't blown away by the directing, but I also wasn't put off by it either. Yeah. You know what I mean? I thought it was competent directing. I thought the actors were all good actors. I can't think of an actor that was like, ooh, that's a bad act actor. So I like that. I, again, I just think it's the story. Can the story turn itself around because right now i do not care about the human politics yeah at all i don't it's very irrelevant i feel like to what's been going on yeah and not really all that important to the main story the main story is very simple it's covenant wants to wipe out humanity mm -hmm. and master chief is trying to stop them yep so they're trying to add complexity which i'm okay with i actually want but they're not doing it in a way that i find interesting or engaging for me and so i'm hoping that's going to change at some point true i yeah there's always been politics in the background of the unsc guiding stuff and it's kind of yeah yeah and halsey's the perfect character yep. to bring that in mm -hmm. i totally agree with that captain keys um also yeah, a good which, idea i feel like 
Which he doesn't really do much this episode he other doesn't. than uh, tell Miranda that, yeah, UNSC wants to execute Quan. Yeah. And Miranda's like, you're that's insane. Why do you want to execute this child? Leave no survivors, Yeah. essentially. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's it for this episode. Unless mm-hmm. there's any other closing thoughts or anything you wanted to share? Um, don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that... Ignore however long this podcast is. The main takeaway is just don't do drugs, okay? Uh, like, we saw what happened at the beginning of the show. That was not a good yeah. sight. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh. That's going to be the reveal for the next episode as she wakes up and it was all a bad trip. Oh, please don't. <laughs> I will stop watching it right there if that's what it is. Yeah. All right, well, thank you guys so much for uh, listening to our episode. Just quick commentary because this is probably going to come out like two or three weeks ahead from now which probably should have said that in the beginning of the episode we can edit that in so we're gonna yeah, do we're just gonna edit quick. that in don't even worry about it we'll yeah. just edit it in we, yeah we got this <laughs> we um, got we have editing techniques <laughs> yeah um i'm not gonna edit it in um but what? yeah <laughs> uh but thank you so much um hopefully there'll be another episode or two that you can listen to after this and we look forward to talking to you guys again thank you so much bye bye we find out it never recorded <laughs> yay